When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I love that. We sit down, hit the space. Bar. Yes, Here darling. We we're getting to it. It's yeah, happening. We're doing a lot today. I know, right? It's all it's all going through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all going through. It is all going through. We just finished our Instagram live. Yes, it was Q&A. very fun. Thank you for everyone who joined and talked to us. It yeah. was so fun to talk to you all. It really was. And yeah. we decided we want to do more Instagram live. Yes. About, about what? We don't know. But I know, but Instagram live, I think, is a cool place to be. Yeah, it really it, is. It's also good because we live together so we can get other people on the lives. Yes. That's lucky. How we're always like, oh, we want a podcast with guests. We can have a guest on an Instagram That's live. That's true. So, well, I guess it's one more, one more thing we got to do. I know, right? <laughs> we um, love content. We content, content, content. What you got to do? Just get a content tattoo all on my neck. Content, because it's just content, content, <laughs> content. In order, one, two, three. It's true, you know, and you know what we draw the line at? TikTok. Yep. <laughs> won't no, do it. You will not see no TikToks interest. from the two gay mats. You really won't. Sometimes you just age out of stuff, and I think that's okay. I it's like, you know, that's for young people, yeah. and I want them to have the greatest time there. It's not for me. Have Fun. Have fun, kids. <laughs> <laughs> we want only fun things for you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode, not episode, podcast of Two Game Mats Podcast. Is that how we fine. Episode of the Two Game Mats Podcast. Yeah. I had a brain fart. I didn't remember how we started this whole podcast. Hey, but you did, you know, you picked it up by the end. Uh, it was a C plus. <laughs> not even a B minus, you like know, a full C plus. But you know what? We're here. We're queer. And that's good. Yeah. And I'm Matt Steele. <laughs> and I'm Matt Palmer. And... What a week! What a week! <laughs> I mean, another week has this, gone by. This this week happened. Yes. How do you feel? Uh, you know, Devos I is into the world. It belongs to all of us now. I feel like someone who just released a f- feature film that they've been working on for nine years hey, out into the world. You did it! Congratulations! I did do it. I have not slept a wink this week. I really want you to sleep. <laughs> I will sleep. There was one day this week where I got more than uh, six hours of sleep. That's good. Yeah. The other days, uh, it was mostly like a four and a half and then there was one day where it was like a two and a half <laughs> those are not They're valid not numbers but I you know accept. what if there is a week to do it it was this week true okay yes. well so next week are you going to try to get your sleeping back in yes, order absolutely okay. it's, it's just a lot because you know you, you release the movie and, but there's still so much that I have to do on my end you right. make sure all the marketing is correct and, and everything you're going and then you're also trying to respond to everybody and yes. you're talking to I, I'm talking to the distribution company being like ooh like this needs to be done and blah right. blah blah making sure like there are like a couple like interviews that I have like to do yeah. making sure those are scheduled yeah. it's just a lot and a lot of balls in the air it's a lot of balls in the air and if I had someone doing each of those things for me I would get a lot more sleep Understandable. But I just have me I thought, you know what and it I, happens like that sometimes. And I'm not doing a bad job. No, of course no. you're not. Like, I have to say, like, I'm I'm doing an okay job. I for can't doing imagine, I can't imagine a world in which you would be bad at that. 
Thank you. Yeah, I feel like this would be very much like, oh, we're going to go. We're going to be the little engine that could. We're going to make it through the promotional period. Yes. All by myself. Yes. And and if you have not watched Two Gay Men, or Two Gay <laughs> if you have not watched Devos in the movie, it's available on demand everywhere. Yes. Now. iTunes, Amazon. I gave you the whole list. You but did. you know, you get it. Please rate and review. Guys. Yes. Well, only rate if it's a five star. Of if course. We only accept five that, stars. Then keep, keep it, it to yourself. yourself. As uh, um, Casey Musgraves would yes. say, keep it to yourself. Great song. That is a great song. Oh. Matt Palmer. Yes. How was your week? My week was good. Less eventful, less stressful. Um, it sure was. Yes. <laughs> so, but nothing too crazy. Uh, we, I watched Devos again last night, so mm-hmm. that was nice. What were your thoughts? What were, did you discover new things? I discovered I loved it as much as I did, and if not more, than oh, last time. Thank so, you so much. it had been a while since I'd seen it. It was great to see it again. Um, you know, I had nothing too crazy. Just was living life, feeling free. Worked on some music over the weekend. You were know? you? Yeah, just kind of finalizing things that were already done, and kind of. Like, you know, there's songs that are like pretty much done, but I wanted to just like figure out how to like finalize, you of know? Of course. Yeah. So there's always something that can exactly. be done. Exactly. So we're kind of in that stage and like there are a few songs that are done that are getting mixed. I'm sending my notes on to mm-hmm. the producers and the mixers and all of that. So we're being productive. Are there any songs that I, you have not played for me yet that you're like, Ooh. I, I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think you've heard of the, ba- have you heard the ballad? No. All right. Well, there's a ballad. There's an up. There's an up tempo. I have not gotten produced yet that I also have not played for you. Oh my god. I know. I'm, I'm assuming the ballad will be the final track. <laughs> I don't know if it will. Oh my god. It's you a, always a have a ballad as a. Final I know. Track. It's a different era. We're gonna see. Oh my god. I haven't organized it all. There's still a couple of songs to be written, but mm-hmm. we'll see. It's all coming together though. So otherwise, everything's good. And um, I got Peacock for free, and I'm enjoying watching a little bit of That's it. That's great. So. What's on uh, Peacock and everything? Bethany Ever After, man. Oh, you have been watching that. <laughs> Just because, woo, if you want to see a marriage breakdown, watch Bethany getting married and Bethany ever after. And it's like, I can't believe you made it down the aisle, the two of you. Like, honestly, I don't remember what I was thinking when it was on like a decade ago. I think we were all like, oh, Jason Hoppy, what a wonderful guy for Mm -hmm. Bethany. She's not an easy lady. She has trouble in relationships and he seems so calm, cool and collected. But you watch it again. It's like, oh, no, no, you will squat at her house. (sighs) I can't believe that that show was 10 years ago. I, I had never heard of Bethany Frankel until I started living with you in 2012. Wow. And so, and I remember you talking about Bethany Ever After. So I always kind of just thought it was like a a very recent show in 2012, like in 2012. Right. And I'm like, no, oh, that, no, that was That's probably the third season. Yeah, because wow. I remember watching. It watch- lasted third season, three seasons. Was, I thought it was like a one season No, thing. Bethany Getting Married was the first season. And there are two seasons of Bethany Ever After. So yeah, it was three seasons and the third season is tough. Oh, that is no. when they go on a boat with their therapist and get lost at sea. Oh <laughs> no. Yeah. That sounds great. It was great, <laughs> but it was like bad enough lost at sea that it was in the news when it happened. I like, remember like, you saying that there was something in the news. Yes. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm just revisiting and honestly, they're just engaged now. She's just hired a straight guy assistant and he's been like, usually like it's, I don't understand why, you know, you need a, a young straight guy to like be in this office with you and like she walks around naked around here so like I was expecting like a female or a gay because like I'm the man of the house and it's like Ooh. wait Jason was saying this? Yeah. Oh, no. That's the thing is like memory is like oh I bet poor Jason he's so innocent and sweet and Bethany's a monster and it's like no no you're both monsters. <laughs> you are both just like oh my god. Yeah he's like manipulated and this is episode one. Oh my god. Episode one season one they're not even married yet. Wow. Yes. I might need to. Oh, watch. if I'm telling you, 
It's I'm very intrigued. I'm very it's intrigued. Devastating. So that's really been, you know, exciting for me. I've only started the journey again, but like every scene is I've like only started the journey. I'm again. I'm telling every scene is just like a what not to do in a relationship. Oh wow! <laughs> and it's really something to watch, something to to feast one's eyes on. Um. So okay, let's jump into the news for idiots, which I think is marginally less depressing than last week. Good. So we love that for us. Um. So let's see, what is our first story? Oh, the first story is one we're gonna skip. Yep. <laughs> There's something happening with Kanye West. Uh, I advise you all to not look at anything about him. Nope. If you see his name in the news, skip over it. Don't even like share it to be like this is horrible. No. Just don't. Because what? That's what. He wants what he wants is clicks and attention. He's putting out new music along with whatever else he's pretending to do. Uh, And just ignore it. This is someone you should ignore. This is not a person that we should be engaging with in any fame, like uh, any fashion, uh, even as a joke or even as this, this is so horrible. Just ignore it. That's how it goes away. So, uh, Beyonce. Beyonce. Put out a second trailer for Black is King. When? When was she, this? It was today. I'm oh, sorry. I didn't oh, tell you. I have not been looking at anything on social media that is not Devo's related. I, I have no idea what is happening in the news this week. Yes. So, is it beautiful? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just like she's doing the uh, narration voiceover. Oh. It's amazing. And there's just like so many more shots of what the videos are going to be. And it's just like... It's gonna. It's just going to be such a wonderful visual, and I can't. I. I mean, we're oh, what? Shit, I got a request off work. Yeah, you do. <laughs> well, what are we? Two weeks out. Yeah. Um, I'm do this now. I know. I tried <laughs> to request that Friday off, and I don't think I'm gonna get it. So, like, I might be up super late and just have to work like through a stupor the next day because it comes out that Friday. So Thursday night, we'll just stay up and watch. Hopefully, I mean, Hamilton came out midnight. PST. I know they did that to us. Those motherfuckers. I, I hope that's not a Disney Plus thing. Like, do me a it solid. I know. Hey, at least it's not uh, how it took like uh, two days for Devos to get put on Amazon. <laughs> how it was supposed to be July you 14th. Were and I was just like, hello. Yeah, that Where was is my movie? Not a happy time and for like, us. And they're like, oh, we're backlogged I mean, because of the pandemic. And I'm just like, oh, that's crazy. It's well, this bullshit. is funny because it's your job. Anyway, enough about me. <laughs> From, well, what I hear is that obviously it's going to be Lion King the Gift. And then I hear that the last video is going to be the video for Black Parade. That's right here. Oh, Black Parade. I finally did listen to Black Parade. Excellent. excellent. Huh? It's so good. It's excellent. It's so yes. good. So I need to see a video for that. I assume it's coming, but it's just word on the street. Like, you know, those like Beyonce Twitter accounts that seem to have some information yeah. somehow. You can't They're, believe nothing. I, you can't believe nothing, but I trust them. Okay. I I tr- I, the only Twitter accounts I trust are the Beyonce, like the Beyonce hub. <laughs> they get things right. They do? They get things right. All right. Not well, everybody if they, has if that. If they get things right, then yes. they get things right. So I trust them. Um, and literally the most exciting news that I will be sharing every single week what the updates are. <laughs> <laughs> Mariah Carey, the best person on the planet <laughs> mm-hmm. has uh, decided to celebrate her 30 year career anniversary by every Friday. So the word was every. So I'm assuming from now until forever. Yeah, the time. <laughs> yes, every Friday. Every Friday. And the world is ending. So honestly, it could be like two more videos. That's the thing. <laughs> um, Mariah Carey is going to be releasing a rarity, a B-side, a remix, maybe some unreleased tracks as a part of the hashtag MC30 celebration. And this week she just released onto her YouTube an HD version of and on um, uh, to Spotify, the digital uh, platforms, music platforms, a 
her first like live showcase performance. She's singing crazy. Vision of Love, Love Takes Time um, and does an Aretha Franklin cover and it's on her YouTube now as the live debut in HD quality, That's 1080p amazing. and it's just like she's such a baby. Like she's 19 years old. It's so amazing to like because I had no idea what her first live appearance right, was or whatever. Right. Like I had no idea how she was introduced to the world and everything. Um, so to to be like, oh, this is the moment that the world saw right. literally a legend. Oh my God. L- like to see like, oh, that's this moment. That, that's amazing. I did see that on Twitter when she tweeted it and she's just like, the crushed olive green, <laughs> uh, the olive green crushed velvet dress was like, not my idea. I feel like everything that has a visual attached to it, she's going to apologize for the fashion in some way. Because she, unless <laughs> it comes out after 1997 where she's like that was great <laughs> that was a moment. I looked amazing I love how she's just so anti someday everything oh about God. someday all the visuals which are fine oh they look I mean did I tell you that she performed someday at this performance and cut it out of the EP? no she didn't <laughs> in fairness to her I listened to the performance because there's like a low quality version online and it's a complete mess like they like something about the arrangement like they cut the uh, chorus in half but it didn't seem like they told Mariah or the singers they were gonna do that so they continue seeing the courses. It's just like uh, arrangement wise actually is a mess, even though she's 19 and sounds perfect and like whatever. <laughs> and like but the whistle it, it was unbelievable. A, and, oh, the whistle at the end but, of Sunday. Yes. I mean, but I'm sure that was just helpful for her. Cause she's like, I never liked that song. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally see her. Like when during the touch my body mishap on good morning America, when yes. all of a sudden it starts going wrong and she just looks off to the side and she's like, Hey, <laughs> Hey, and she's I like mean, so many things. <laughs> And then stop singing my stop part. Stop singing my like, part oh, now, baby. That's a classic, a classic yeah. line. Um, yeah, and Mariah does that um, on the vanishing rehearsal from this era where she's singing and the SNL rehearsal. I assume you, I've played that for you, haven't I? Uh, she's rehearsing for SNL and she's singing vanishing. And she truly, it's one of her best vocals of all time. Like mm-hmm. she like goes from the like, and then goes up to a whistle right there. And uh-huh. it's just like. You're not human. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, but then at a point, she's just like singing the song, like looking behind her. And it's like, somebody's doing the wrong note. Oh, you show me that. <laughs> of course you I have. show me that. Somebody's doing the wrong note. Oh, so <laughs> like it's, good. It's like so low and guttural. And it's just like, I love that she's always been like that. She's even just at like, 19. Even at 19, she's like, that's wrong. <laughs> Someone's doing something wrong. But doing so, it, singing it. If this means we're going to get any unreleased songs and or slipping away on streaming. Wow. That would be a moment. I will truly pass away wow. that'll be the end and of then May. that we will have to start a justice for slipping away hey get her that 20th number oh one god don't even like you we know i'm about to i feel like we should be able to we could do it. get this stuff on streaming these are classics in the making if people just had access to everything fades away do you think of me slipping away so many b-side and i think we might get that and i think we might actually get a b-side there was a b-side uh that was referenced in like the supercut that she's like in releasing this first thing was talking about and there is a song that was recorded for emotions that we've never heard Mm -hmm. that was like listed on a track list and it's like are you going to put out an unreleased song we've never heard? Wow. I will die. During I will die. era when she's just going <sighs> she's nuts. She's just like singing out of her face. <laughs> and I just, I would die. So everyone get ready for MC30 updates every week because they're coming from now until forever. All right. She told us. Um, okay. We do have a couple of sad news, but we're going right. to kind of um, compile it into one moment. Uh, Tamar Braxton, Tony Braxton's sister and big brother celeb. Celebrity big brother, big brother two winner. Two winner. Okay. Yes. Uh, she was hospitalized this weekend after suffering an overdose. It is reported that she attempted suicide. Um, unclear if that has been confirmed. It seems like 
she's having issues with she's a reality star as well as a musician and she is on the we tv network and it seems like she's having issues with how she's being portrayed because she uh-huh. was uh they have a family show Braxton family values which does really well but like she feels like the production has kind of been tearing her family apart lately it used to be kind of a more fun light-hearted show and now uh-huh. there's so much family drama coming to light oh and so much you know just like very serious issues coming to the forefront and people fighting that she feels like the producer behind it she did another spinoff show that just its trailer just released and she was trying to be very positive and like not make it be like that and she felt still still felt like she was being edited into the uh, angry black woman well if it was character. her if it was her show like wouldn't she have control over it? I don't think she she's the executive producer oh. I think it's God. just like she's the star of the that's show. So, that's so sad because Tamar Braxton, when I tell you she was so lovely yes. and lovable and fun. And she's been on, the villain on her like, show. Watching, because you, she went into the celebrity Big Brother house and you could tell they started to edit her as kind of like, oh, she's going to start trouble and right. everything. But then you watched her on the live feeds 24-7 and you're just like, no, she's fucking iconic. Right. And like really just just such a huge heart and like wears her emotions on her sleeve right. yes and everything but just so lovely yeah. and was an amazing big brother player like love it. It, you were not expecting it whatsoever she is the second player to win by a unanimous vote wow the only other player is is Dan wow who is like like the greatest big brother player of all time but it's, it's so so she is so smart she right. is so like socially aware like and just such a lovely lovely person I mean I watched her 24-7 yeah. on the feeds like she is she's awesome and yeah. so this was very very it's upsetting. very sad and she's a great voice and mm-hmm. it's very funny on that Braxton Family Values show I hear but I just feel like maybe she's tired of being seen in this light and she's stuck in a contract she can't get out of it the details about this have not fully come out but that's kind of the word on the street of it all but uh, in great news I think she has woken up and like the doctors are saying she's going to make a full recovery so I'm sure we're going to hear from her as to what happened but everyone I, keep her in your thoughts and prayers because this is very sad yeah. for someone who's you know done nothing but entertain people. I hope she's okay. She has a That's young a son who like she adores, like yeah. you can tell. So so I I hope everything works out okay. For yes. Her. Um and speaking of um people who have, with young sons who may have passed away, Naya Rivera, her body was recovered from mm-hmm. Lake Piru, um, which is Sad, but also like at least the people involved, her family and friends can now mourn her and not have a question mark over that. Yeah, there was um, a time where it was like, yeah, oh, last no, week this, when this we were could recording, go unsolved, like it could forever. go in a couple of different directions. Yeah. So this is very sad, but I feel like now um, her castmates and friends and former castmates have all come out and talked about and like posted things on Instagram about how great she was as a person and how fun. It's smart and what a great parent she was. So people are, are mourning and grieving, but it's very much a celebration of life and like sharing some of the performances that she did on Glee because she's a very talented, talented person. And as more information's come out, did you see that it was so sad? The Ventura County Sheriff said in, um, that basically from what they found of the body and what they know of what happened on that boat, she used like her last ounces of strength to save her son mm-hmm. and just didn't have any more strength to save herself. And it's just like, oh. <sighs> it's just awful. So I know that a lot of her Glee cast members have uh, posted about her and uh, even her ex-fiance, Big Sean, wrote a really nice post about how she was a hero and not just because she saved her son, but because she inspired so many people being like a queer Latinx character on television, which yeah. I think is a, a huge thing. That, which, like, can you say who, like, what other woman is a, a queer Latinx character? Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they exist now, but I'm sure there were fewer back then. Oh, my God, like 10 years ago? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, so, amazing. 
who was as gorgeous and as talented. Oh my gosh, I know. So may she rest in peace. It's a very sad ending, but I, I, I I'm glad it is a. An Fine. ending. An ending. Yes. So it's not, there are no more questions yes. about this. Um, All right. You're going to need to explain <sighs> this to me because is, everyone was, everyone was talking about it and I was too busy to, right. I was look, trying to look at some details and I'm like, I don't have the mental capacity. The thing is, I don't fully out. understand it. So I don't, I'm sorry that that's not super helpful, but okay. Nick Cannon has some sort of radio show or podcast or something. And he had a former uh, member of Public Enemy, I believe, who got fired from Public Enemy in like late 80s, early 90s, got fired for anti-Semitic comments. And so he had him on the show. I don't know why. And I don't know why they were talking about uh, race and or Jewish people. And essentially, from what I heard of it, it's like they were going back and forth on all of these Conspiracy theories, like anti-Semitic conspiracy theories about how, you know, all the banks are, you know, are uh, controlled by the Rothschilds and like how the black people are the real Semitic people. So I can't be anti-Semitic because I'm not like they're they're the real chosen people and like blah, blah, blah. And it's just like it's just basically all this conspiracy theory nonsense that's being used against uh, Jewish people as, you know, from a black perspective. And it's like I feel like now is not the time for Jewish people and black people to be like fighting against each other about these things that well, don't I mean, matter. Never's the time. <laughs> never's the time, but especially not now when people are, you know, dying in the streets yeah. over, you know, the color of their skin. It's like we should all be coming together and fighting what that what's happening around that and not trying to, you know, turn in on ourselves. I don't know. It just is like so I know he said a lot of anti white things in general, like how white people are jealous of black people's melanin and that's why they're more bar- barbaric and animalistic and all of this crazy stuff. And it's just like I am not a person to ever be like, you know, oh, poor white people. (laughs) But (laughs) it's just like, what are you what are you doing? What are you accomplishing here? Like, who are how is this helpful? What you're doing? Like the whole Black Lives Matter movement is about like black people being equal to the people around them. It's not trying to say that like, oh, everyone else is worse. Like Jewish people are liars or like white people, this, that. It's like, no, we just want to be treated like humans. We want the same opportunities everyone else has. And. So it got it really turned it in on itself because there were some black people who didn't hear the anti-Semitic stuff, but just heard the anti-white stuff. And they were like, eh. And, <laughs> and so they were like kind of taking up for him after he got fired. But then he apologized for saying the anti-Semitic thing. And then black people seemed to turn on him for that because they had not heard all the anti-Semitic stuff because mm. that was harder to find. And then so then he tweeted about like, well, I'm going to leave this earth. You can have it. So it kind of sounded vaguely suicidal from him on his tweets. And it's just was like. What's happening What's now? Happen- yeah, it just and then people were talking about how there were a couple other uh, celebrities who this week like made some anti-Semitic tweets as well, and I, I, I truly, I was like, I can't even right like comprehend this right now because my brain is so fried. And the thing and is, I, even if it wasn't, it's hard to get your head around. Yeah, it's like, wait, what was said? What who was said, said what and why? Give me the sound bites. I don't want to hear other people's opinion on it. I just want to hear. I know, and the I tried bite. to find it, and it's truly hard to find That's exactly crazy. what's being said. And so, because that people can their opinions can be swayed about what he said through, of course, their yes. their bubbles on social media, right? And I think that was what was happening. So. Basically, it's Vi- Viacom CBS has ended its relationship with Nick Cannon because, quote, we are deeply troubled that Nick has failed to acknowledge or apologize for perpetuating anti-Semitism and we are terminating our relationship with him. This relationship goes back to when he was on Nickelodeon. It goes back to, you know, while now, which I think was still on M- MTV. I think he still is the host of The Masked Singer, so he still has a job of some kind. Okay, But, uh, yeah, it's just like now is not the time to be making 
these kind of inflammatory statements, especially if it's like you don't know what you're talking about. Like what? Like what? Nick, Nick, like what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Like what? How is this helpful? And how do you think this is real? And also, why would you invite someone who is literally one of their biggest qualities is noted anti-Semite onto your show to talk about anything? Yeah, that is really why. Why give that person a platform? Just like no, I don't want to hear any of this shit. Yeah, what has he? What else has he done that like? I mean, he was in Public Enemy in the '80s before he got fired for being an anti-Semite. Jeez. And I think that was it. Career over. Jeez. I know. So I guys, let's just all get along. I mean, it's just, <laughs> just don't do that. Yeah, don't be like, like Nick Cannon is the real point of that yeah, story. Like I'm tired. You're tired. We're all tired. We're tired. And I'm tired of this. And honestly, so glad Mariah has no connection to that man anymore. I mean, obviously they have two beautiful children together, but yeah. like she doesn't have to comment on because I felt like there was a time in which they were together in which Nick would always give all these dumb comments about Mariah that were unasked and then whenever Mariah was around it's like well Nick said this Nick said this and Mariah would have to be like I can't always comment on what Nick says Nick says a lot of things and it's like <laughs> uh, he's thirsty queen he's uh, he's thirsty he's thinking he's a boss now he's not he is he's not he's a genie now boy you just looking thirsty. Just now. looking thirsty. Well, in happier news, especially for me, um, the Happy Endings cast is has recorded a special Zoom episode that is going to be streamed live to, uh, July twentieth, which I believe is tomorrow, right? Tomorrow, July twentieth. Yeah, July twentieth. So yeah. it's gonna it's airing four p.m. Pacific time on uh, the SPTV YouTube channel, and it's a, a live special event with like a whole new episode they're reading, and then a Q and A that's gonna benefit Color of Change and WC Kitchen. Uh, and I am very excited. We all know that this is one of my favorite shows and a show that clearly was just like taken off the air for no reason. And I'm still mad about it. I, even though it happened in like, I don't know, 2013. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still mad. You I will are, forever will be always mad. Be, the Happy Endings fans will always be mad. About just like this. bring it back. Like we want it back. Every, and like, I don't know if that any of them are doing anything that would preclude them from getting back together and doing the show well, no again. one's doing nothing now I mean I guess but like so back in 2021 this. they gotta plan it they, they gotta, gotta plan, plan it. it I'm ready for it and I'm glad they're doing a little reunion I think that's gonna be very cute did you watch the 30 Rock I um, haven't actually watched it okay yet. I've been meaning to and I heard that Jane Krakowski was a uh, guest judge on Drag Race and did an amazing job yeah and she I was trending that. like all day on Twitter I loved and I couldn't it. click on it because I'm like I'm busy <laughs> <laughs> I also love have you ever seen that interview I don't even remember who I think it was with uh, Seth Oh, what's his name? He used to be on SNL, Seth Myers. Seth Myers. <laughs> and uh, she's talking about how her son like has a lot of close girlfriends. He's probably like, I don't know. It sounded like he was six or somewhere between six and eight and went over to his girlfriend's house and they were playing dress up and he like put on makeup with markers and like was wearing a dress and walking around. And Jane Krasker was like, you know, it was pretty impressive. And I was like, where, what inspired this look like? Where did this come from? And he's like, oh, I watched RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, I love that. Like she has a little boy who loves dressing up and watching Drag Race. And now she can, she can be on and be like, I love all these queens. Oh and yeah! I hope to see my son here one day. Oh yeah, my son will be the winner. Thank hey, you. I good, mean, good luck to with all the of his competition. Hey, if he has the passion for that and the talent of Jane Krakowski. Oh, and the money great. of Jane Krakowski, <laughs> she can get him all the fabric that that hey. boy wants, all the wigs, all the makeup, you all the products. Like, you gotta do it. Good for him. I love her, and yes, good for him. Yes, and good for him having that mother. Like, if you're gonna be a little Drag Race fan, oh yeah, you want Jane Krakowski to be your mom. Oh my God, yeah. Like Jane Krakowski was born to give birth to a right. Drag queen. I mean. 
So I'm glad that everything's going right in that household. Yeah. Um, just something that I'm excited about. Billboard is no longer al- allowing tour and merch bundles to count towards their charts. And what this means for those of us who are not chart watchers. I, I had no idea that this was a part of yes. Billboard. And so when people would put out albums and be like, well, I'm also going on tour. And if you buy a ticket to see my tour, you get the album for free. And that would count towards their first week. Oh, wrong. That's completely wrong. And That's they would do horrible. that for merch. So they'd be like, oh, if you buy this like sweater that says Selena Gomez on it, it counts out. We'll get a free CD and it'll, it'll count towards the sale of Rare. Wow. It's like, that is cheating. Yeah. And so many people have gotten number ones on the singles and albums charts by just fully cheating. Damn. Because like no one wants a CD. No. And people want a shirt. They want <laughs> and they want to go to a concert. Damn. It's completely fucked up. Yeah. Because why would you buy a CD? Right. Like, it's, it's hard to, to say like, oh, I bought the CD. That means that like, you know, you're not just streaming it. So like they yes. just want to. Give out, that's yes, crazy. Just yeah. to like inflate their numbers. So I'm very glad. It was a long time coming, honestly. There were so many number ones and like inflated sales that were always like, oh, this was a ticket bundle. Got it. Like I remember when the Jonas Brothers came back and they were big. They were big in their comeback. I get that. But they had a tour ticket bundle and I think they were like one of the biggest first weeks of the entire year. Like it sold more their first week than Ariana Grande did with Thank You Next because oh, she didn't have a ticket bundle. It's like, Look, that song was huge. That comeback was big. But this is ridiculous. Come on. <laughs> How dare. I, How this dare. is homophobic. This is homophobic. Ariana is just clearly a bigger star than you. This isn't right. So well. thank you, Billboard. <laughs> uh, and lastly, I just want to show Matt Steele, who Andy King from um, the Fire Festival documentaries is dating. I still have not seen the Fire Festival documentaries, but I know enough about it and I'm just... Well, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad he found true love. Yes, he says he found. Tr- it only took him the thir- like 58 years to find true love, and I mean, a lot of that was waiting for his new boyfriend to be born. I mean, that's sure. You know, 26 year old um, is with real Andy King, and you know, I love that for them. I think that is a prideful union, but it's just like you look at that picture, and that's it's father and son. <laughs> well, and it's kind of just like. It's. I mean, good for the twenty-six year old. I mean, right. I mean, but the thing is, like, isn't this guy like a bad guy? Like, isn't he like? Wasn't he like a villain on the? No, not. I mean, no. He was trying to help out. He was the one who was like really trying to help get things oh. set up, and so he gave up. He was like going to the border and prepared to give a blowjob. That's the one. Get yes. water or whatever. Uh, yeah, that's so. The, so yeah. not the not no, the villain. Not no, the, no, not the one who frauded everyone. No, like, no, no. Just someone who was willing to go above and beyond more than. Right. And again, I'm not judging a May December romance if everyone's consensual and everyone's of age. We love that. But I'm just saying 58 to 26 is a big gap. Like it's it's a big gap. It's a big gap. Like I, as a 33 year old, would feel weird, a little weird dating a 26 year old now because it's like, I don't know that we're at the same (laughs) point in our life. Oh, I'm like, if someone's like more than two years younger than me, I'm kind of just like, I don't know. (laughs) Just like, I don't know. It's just a little weird for me personally. But, you know, they don't have those feelings. uh, Yeah. I, I always find that I the guys who I am most compatible with or when I have dated are always like literally my age, mm. maybe a year older or maybe a year younger. Okay. Like I always find that that's who I always find myself the most like romantically, emotionally compatible. With. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and it's, and I remember when I was younger um, and you know, older guys would like message me and everything. Right. And then if I didn't message them back, they would just be like, Oh, like you should learn how to like, like you should date older. Everyone needs to experience that. And I'm kind of just like, well, 
I, I don't want to date you. Like, I, like, sorry. Like, I, I don't. And that has nothing to do with, with like how you look or anything. Right. It's just that I don't feel like I can relate to right. where you're at in your life. And I'm sorry. Like, I'm 22. And if you're in your 50s and you feel like you can relate to where I'm at in my life, then like, that's like a little weird. <laughs> like, that, like, I don't, I don't yes, know. No, like, I, I think, yeah, I feel like there's definitely a market for that. But I just think, for me personally, how if you are that much further along in your life and career, how is there not just like in a weird power dynamic or maturity dynamic that like is automatically they presented to you because it's like, oh, you are over twice my age. Like it just feels like you're setting up a weird pattern well, in that relationship. And the thing is, like some people are into it. Like yes, some, like some, pe- some young people are just like, I love an older guy because I love that he has his life together. He's mature. He has life experience. Right. And a lot of older guys are like, oh, I really like younger. And this is, isn't just about like you know homosexual relationships. Right. Obviously, this happens in heterosexual relationships. But some people are like, I like someone who's younger, makes me feel alive and everything. And and some people like the sort of sense that we're not in the same position in each right. other's lives and everything. But I also find that if a younger person doesn't want to date an older person mm. or an older person doesn't want to date a younger person, there's like kind of this judgment on them. Mm. Like, being like, well, you're not open to everything. And like everyone should date like outside of their age group. And it's like, don't, don't tell me yeah. who I should. Everyone can do what they everyone want. Everyone can do what they want. You no, know, like, even Andy and his, his young man, I hope that they are very happy and everyone's safe in that relationship. But it's just like, it's just like, Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, you look at that picture and it's just a no wow. But, oh, you know, wow. If it works for them, it works for them. Wish them nothing but the best. But, you know, maybe it's not for me. That's no. Okay. I would say so. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> well, so that's the, if there are any guys who are, you know, my age out there. Yes. You know, I also have uh, just like a little bit of news. That oh, just please. dropped like a couple hours ago. I'm excited. Rosie O'Donnell confirms that she will play Mrs. Bryce in the Funny Girl Broadway revival. Wow. I am so excited for, first of all, for Broadway to come back. Yes. But I'm so excited that Rosie O'Donnell will be mm. playing a big role in a Broadway musical wow. in a big revival. Because it just got me excited thinking like Rosie O'Donnell. A needs like the most massive comeback ever, of but course. especially on Broadway. Mm. If anyone should, I'm just gonna say this: if anyone should have a Tony Award on their mantle, it is Rosie fucking O'Donnell. Wow. Like she has hosted the Tony Awards for you know many years. Her years of hosting were always so incredible because she she just had this such an enthusiasm for Broadway mm. on her TV show. She was the biggest Broadway yeah, she's such stand. Such a fan, I love such it. Such a fan. She literally made the show the triumph of love in <laughs> 1998 or whatever seem like it was Hamilton. Like she just had such an infectious enthusiasm that it's just like you know what give her some great roles in a Broadway show the woman needs a Tony Award let's go has she never been on Broadway before she's been on Broadway okay, she's good. replaced like she was the replacement as the cat in the hat in Seussical oh. and uh, she was the replacement Golda in the 2004 revival of Fiddler on the Roof and everything mm. and, you know so she's done stuff like that and everything yeah. but like no we want like a role for her. She opens the show. Yeah. Like, let's go. She's Rosie O'Donnell. She has given so much to the Broadway community. She produced Taboo, God damn it. She <laughs> gave us such a great show in Taboo with an amazing score. All right. And okay, it didn't do that well. But she was so enthusiastic about it and loved it. She, she deserves... Broadway greatness. All right. So, you know, we're going to be rooting for Rosie at the Tonys next year, I guess. And also, I'm, I, I'm excited that a Funny Girl revival is coming. I, who's playing Fanny Bryce? I was going to say. It's not going to be Lance. 
I didn't say it. I mean, I, I just say it. <laughs> I can't. Although, like, if they were like, hey, Leia, come do it. I'd be like, all right, this is great. <laughs> I'd be like, this is pretty badass. That would be a lot of press around the show, for sure. Oh, like yeah. Cast Leah Michelle. I'd be like, oh, this is really fun. I, I'm buying a ticket. <laughs> I'm <laughs> buying a ticket and giving her a high five at the stage door. All right. She might spit in your face, but <laughs> watch out. Oh, no. Now she's going to be super nice. I know. I bet. She'll yeah. never be nicer. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Absolutely. Ugh. All right, great. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back with more 2K Nuts. Hey, everybody. We're back. We're back. It's happening. It is Email My Heart, the section of the podcast where we answer some questions that you guys have emailed to us. Um, if you would like to be a part of Email My Heart, you know what to do. You can email us at 2 at gmail.com to spell T-W-O. Um, we're going to answer three emails yes. this time because one of them's pretty short one. Uh, first one is from Tony. Tony says, Hey Matt's been watching your videos, listening to your podcast since it's quiet uptown. Videos and podcasts always make my day brighter. Um, you both have also introduced me to so much good music. Don't hold your breath was one of my most played songs of last oh, year. A great song. Mariah Carey's presence in my music library has exploded. Oh. Most importantly, I am a huge fan of Matt Palmer's original music. Oh. Inevitably given up my love and break up are some of my personal faves. Oh my God. That's so kind. Thank you, Tony. Available now on Spotify. Matt Palmer music. <laughs> uh, my question, uh, it's a very uh, short, simple question. Uh, my question is really to my number one pop queen, Kelly Clarkson. I'm curious how you both would rank her three latest pop albums against each other. Meaning of Life, Piece by Piece, and Stronger. All of the albums got Grammy noms, but best pop vocal album, uh, uh, sorry, let me rephrase that. All right. All of the albums got Grammy noms for best pop vocal album, and Stronger actually won. Mm. Rank them, Matt Palmer. I would rank them number one, stronger, mm-hmm. number two, meaning of life, mm-hmm. number three, piece by piece. I would probably maybe rank it that way too. Yeah. I think I really, really love the highs on meaning of life. Yes. Yes. Um, but I think stronger is like a more it's consistent. It's so consistent. Album. It's so yes. long for it to be yes. that consistent. It's yes. very impressive. And I like by piece, piece by piece. And I, I, I remember when piece by piece came out, you were like a little disappointed by it. I was. And I, I listened to it years later and I was like, I don't know what Matt Problem's problem is because I actually, I like this album. I think that album is hard because some of the best songs are the bonus tracks like Into the Blue is one of her greatest Into songs. the Blue is great. How was that on the album? I love, there are several tracks on the album I do like a lot. I love I like uh, War Paint. War Paint is good, yeah. I, I like Make You High. I mean as a song it's it's fine but like I think the production is really cool and it, you know it's you know, it gets me excited. Okay. It pumps me up. Um, I like good um, what is it? Good goes good goes the buy, good goes the buy. That's what it's called. It's okay. the last regular track, and I think that's a lovely song. Obviously, the title obviously track piece by piece is a, is a master stroke. And, of and, but all versions of it, besides that dumb dance remix they did in the video, <laughs> like, that was dumb. But the other two versions, the album version and the piano version, I love. And but you really like heartbeat song. I do like heartbeat. You song. like heartbeat. I song. think it's cute. Heartbeat song, I think is fine. <laughs> actually, actually, no, I did listen to heartbeat song uh, again after yeah. having not listened to it for years, and I'm like, okay, I see where Matt. It's Palmer's more the video yeah. that's like. Unacceptable. Okay. <laughs> but I think uh, I love both Meaning of Life and Stronger. I just think Stronger might be. I think just Kelly, as a pop rock queen who like sings with a lot of soul, is just kind of her lane. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love that she was trying a new thing, trying a new sound, I just really feel like Stronger is where she was hitting all the right notes for me musically. Yeah, it's a very consistent, like, yes, this is what you do yes. album. Like, this yes. is what you do well album. Yeah. I love it. I will say. Um, so, next question comes from Bellin. Um, Belen or Belen? 
I like both. I love that. Uh, hey guys, my name's uh, Bellin, and I'm a big fan of you two. I found you through your vid about vid about Britney Spears' VMA performances, and I've been a fan of the channel and podcast ever since. Oh, yay, thank you. Before I get into my question, I just want to say Matt Steele, Devos, was excellent. Hi. Uh, it was wonderfully written, directed, and acted out. That's so kind. It was one of the most genuine, charming, and hilarious films I've seen, and it was so fun to watch Matt S. act his little heart out. I also really loved the score by Julia Sokolowska, who's brilliant and genius and we mm. love her um, along with Matt Palmer's song for the film yes and the ending of the film along with a lot of other moments left me pretty shook hey you gotta be okay so now my question Britney Spears <laughs> Britney Spears has had a long career with many eras, and I was wondering which of her eras do you guys think was her best one? An era where everything was great, from the album to the music videos to promotion and everything in between. Mm. Doesn't necessarily mean best album. For example, Blackout was a great album, but the whole era around it wasn't exactly ideal. Mm. Know what I mean? So yeah, which era do you think was the best overall? Hope you guys are staying safe and sane. Have a great day. P.S. I stan Michelle, the prop girl. She was iconic. Yes. Um... This is a tough question, I feel like. What do you think? Uh, I think it's definitely uh, in the zone. I was going to say in the zone, but I, you know my thoughts on me against the music. That's true. You know what that I mean? first single isn't the best and first so single. And so that is the only like, oh, this is kind of off. But then after that, you get toxic. Yes. You get every time. Both yes. the songs and videos are unbelievable. And the video for me against the music is excellent. Mm-hmm. But like it's it's one of her absolute best albums. Yes. Like in my opinion, maybe like her second best album. Right. Um, and her performing skills were just off I mean, the wall. And this was her like at one of her like Heights, like high points. I think my, I think I'm gonna say oops. And oops is like second place (laughs) for me. The reason I'm saying oops is because I prefer the first single. Mm -hmm. All of the, the, and there were more singles. It was oops, Mm -hmm. it was lucky, it was, um, uh, don't let me be the last to know. Uh, there just were there was a lot there, and then when she performed on the VMAs that year, it was such a moment. I feel like. That was just when she was so giant and humongous and yes. everything was right. Yes. Every, everything was you know, right. I would, there were a couple of things like I would have loved if um, Can't Make You Love Me was a single. Uh, um, oh, that's so I, good. I, I, <laughs> uh, but, but I don't think that album is as good as In The Zone. Oh, it's not. But I'm just yeah. thinking of era. Like to me, yeah. era, I feel like. Album's a part of it, but like the single releases the mu- and that, the I choices agree. that were made, the music videos, the performances. I think Oops gets closer to everything right than In The Zone does. Okay, you're right about that. Right. Like, I think if In The Zone had another single and it was Showdown. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Showdown. I know. I cry when I think of Showdown. It's a great Because it's song. just so stunning. Yes. Like, so. Absolutely. Stunning. And honestly, the single choices for Femme Fatale were right. Those are the, I, those yeah, are the I right agree singles. with that. Um, I think the album Britney is underrated. Not my, obviously not the best album, but yes. like, I think, I think there are some real great songs on there. Absolutely like, like Bombastic Love. I mean, of course. Bombastic Love. <laughs> Who's going to say no to that? And then also like the overprotected remix video is just one of her best and yeah. I will always stand. Uh, I, I, I like Britney a lot. Okay. Okay. I, I, I agree with that sentiment, yes. but I feel like people don't talk about necessarily enough. Right. I don't know. Right. That's just my opinion. Okay. But yeah, I agree. Like. Oops or in the zone are definitely like totally. objectively the right choice. Totally. Feel. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so next question comes to us uh, from uh, Sam. And it's Sam, a long question. Sam's, are you going to cut some of that out? <laughs> uh, well, we'll see. Well, it's 
kind of one for me and one for you. Okay. Uh, so Sam says Sam is the person who we were testing out our uh, Instagram live skills. <laughs> I love it. And Sam caught us. <laughs> we, we were prepping for our Instagram live and we were like, okay, how does this work? So we were doing that and, yeah. and Sam popped up and she was like, hi. And we're like, whoa, hey. Uh, we didn't know that people would see this. So uh, Sam says, hey, Matt, my name is Sam. Uh, I've been a watcher of your channel since Beyonce Surprise album video in 2013. I uh, was recently watching your Instagram live and you guys shouted me out, which I did not expect. <laughs> Guess since I was the only person on it and did not realize you were both testing something out. Sorry about that. No, don't be sorry. <laughs> um, uh, Matt Steele, I know you're the king of cinema and musical theater, so my question for you is what are your top three favorite movie and musical scores? I have a younger brother who's going to school for film music slash composing and was wanting him to start to listen to stuff that I think would be beneficial and or give him some inspiration. That's nice. Um, favorite film scores? Honestly, E.T. to me is a perfect film score. John Williams, like just one of the most iconic film scores of all time. I literally can walk around and listen to it at any time. Wow. Um, adore, adore the score to The Social Network. I can mm. think it's this, like the sexiest music of all time. I love it. I, I always say like, if I'm making love to someone, it'll be to The Social Network. All right. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so just like, oh my God. Um, but uh I have to say one of my absolute, absolute favorite movie scores of all time, though, uh, which I don't think gets enough credit, is the movie Rudy, uh, the mm, football movie yeah. starring Sean Astin. An un, un, unbelievable movie score. Oh, my God. That final baseball sequence, like, you better fucking work. Wow. Oh, my God. I need to rewatch that. I think I watched that in, like, English class oh in my eighth God. grade or I something. I love that movie. It's such a beautiful movie. And it's just so big and orchestral and so powerful. I, I just love it so much. Right. I'm also... Um, Obviously, Devos uh, with, with the tap dancing or anything. <laughs> yes. um, but I was inspired by uh, the score of Birdman with mm. Devos, except mm. instead of a drum, uh, I was like, "Why not tap dancing?" Mm. So, so yeah, those are my some of my favorite uh, movie scores. Obviously, musical scores, girl, we could be here all day. <laughs> Ragtime, anything by Rodgers and Hammerstein, anything by Frank Lesser. Yeah, but all since right. your brother's going to school for film composition, I figured I'd focus on that. Yeah, but Matt Palmer, not sure if you already mentioned her in a video, or what are your thoughts? Uh, on the podcast, on the podcast, what are your thoughts on Maggie Rogers? Her album "Heard It in a Past Life" came out in 2019. It was one of my favorite albums of that year. She was nominated for Best New Artist at the Grammys. Have you listened? What are your favorite songs? I have listened. Um, okay. I'm a fan of hers. She went to my same recorded music school. Uh, the way that she got big was she um, was I think they had Pharrell in uh, the the Clive Davis department to just like listen to music or whatever. And like she played one of her songs and he cried. And so it went viral. I was like, Oh, new artist, like makes Pharrell cry. It was like a big viral moment. So I thought that was very cool. And then she put out her album and I was so happy that it was as good as it was. Um, so hold on, let me look up which of my songs. Okay. Are I'm going to name favorite. a couple other musical scores that I love. Okay. Uh, Carolina change. I love give <laughs> me a little, I or give a little, I love that song. I love light on as well. A uh, say it, I think is so, such an excellent piece of music. Um, and I think a retrograde is great. Back in my body. I love her. I think she should have a very long career ahead of her. I think she has a really cool sound. I uh, feel like she, if she focuses on her writing, she could be, you know, a, a little Lord one day. Like, I feel like she has the melodic choices that she makes are great. I love the production choices. And uh, I think it, that's a, an album that I feel like works really well for like 
music placements. Like I, when I saw one of her songs was the final song that was used in um, that Mindy Kaling movie with uh, about late night. I think it was called late, late night. night with Emma Thompson. Yes, and like the last few scenes of that uh, had a Maggie Rogers song in the background. And I was like, you know what? That is exactly what this album should be. Like it should definitely be like the chase scene and or like the heartwarming scene and like most romantic comedies that like how suddenly I see was in every movie for a while. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like there are songs on this Maggie Rogers album that should do that. So I think she's great. I'm excited to hear the next things from her. Speaking, I don't know anything about Maggie Rogers, but yeah. I hear, I'm, I'm assuming she's lovely. Yeah. Um, and I would, since you like her so much, I would definitely check her do out. It. But so, I just want to say, suddenly I see is one of those songs that like, I always thought was like from the fifties. <laughs> like, it's like one of those songs that I always feel, you know, right, those songs it's like, that it's already like, been around. This has always been this here. Has always been here. And no. then when I found out that it wasn't, it was a recent song. I'm just like, Oh, I know. That's confusing. <laughs> okay, great. I love it. It's, I mean, when did, uh, Kevin McPhee sing, uh, Black Horse and the Cherry Tree. What was that song called? Uh, American Idol season yeah. five. All right. What year was that? That was 2006. Okay. Well, it was the same album. Uh, that's, oh, is uh, it? Suddenly I See is on that. That was her second oh, single after. I don't know what that song's called. Something in the Cherry Tree. Black Horse, Dark Black Horse? Black Horse and the Cherry Tree. I think Black Horse and the Cherry Tree. Okay, okay. Tree. And Catherine <laughs> McPhee was like on the ground. Yes, I remember that being a big deal. So yeah. yes, it was the same album for um, Katie Tunstall. I believe her name was. Cool. All right. Awesome. So, Matt Steele, mm-hmm. what has been giving you moments this week? Girl. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any moments? Are you going to say Divas again? I mean, it's all, it's all Divas. All Divas like, all the time. I've been working on this movie for nine years. Yes. And I've had this movie in my head for so many years yeah. and then finally had it on in a screen form for so long. I've had the final version of the movie just an just putting it together and everything it's it's I always forget that like no one else has seen it yes and it's so I like talk to people and about it and I'm just like oh you know this scene where this happens and everything and they're like I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> and I'm just like oh that's right no one else has seen it except yes. for me and the people who have worked on it and everything and even the people who worked on it in the beginning like have don't know what the final product looked like so exactly the fact that people are finally seeing it is just so overwhelming yeah. and so unbelievable to me and the fact that they're liking it so much of course. and the fact that like we're getting such good reviews and and people are coming through the, the but the best part is people are like coming through the woodwork i am hearing from people who i have not spoken to in like 20 years i love it who are messaging me with like a picture of their tv screens being like i'm watching and i'm Aww. just like <laughs> like it's sweet. like this is this is the most amazing mind-blowing experience and I just know like I'm just gonna have to savor this week because Absolutely. I will never have another week in my life where I release my first movie it's true like, I will never have this again yes, so, like, soak it in I have to enjoy it and it's a little hard to enjoy it because like I'm so exhausted right. <laughs> and I feel like I'm working so hard and everything yes. and and you know I'm freaking out about so much but I just like sit back and I'm just like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> like you should. Holy, holy. It's here. Holy shit. Like this is absolutely nuts. It is. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a great week. It's a huge accomplishment. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. It's so I just want to say my like biggest heartfelt thank you to everyone who has reached out to us saying that they watched and everything and for like s- spreading the word. Yes. And I'm so happy that you guys all seem to be enjoying it and that you're so supportive. Like it really just, I, it just means the world to Aww. me. I can't tell you how much it means to me. Like it's just, it just makes me feel so good and good. so loved and, and you know, so thank you world. <laughs> thank you. Thank world. you world indeed. 
<laughs> um, well, what's been giving me moments I've talked about on a different channel, but I just have to bring it up again. The Dixie Chicks album is the so... Chicks. Excuse me. <laughs> the Chicks album is so unbelievably incredible. Like, I like it more and more every time I listen oh, to it. Oh, every time I listen to it, I'm like, this is better and better. Exactly. Like, every it. song that I was like, oh, this is fine. I'm like, Texas Man is fucking... Texas Man is incredible. Jam. And incredible. I did not get it the first time I heard yes. it. Yes. I mean, I thought it was good, but like... I love it so much Oh my much God, now. Texas Man is amazing. It's so good. That's the one that's like really jumped up yes, for me. Yes, I agree. Uh, Sleep at Night, of course, it, I will just die listening <laughs> to that song. I just like can't not listen to it. And I just think that stretch between um, My Best Friend's Weddings oh and Young Man is oh just Oh my like, God. This is perfect Unbelievable. And Unbelievable. like, I am a huge fan of Jack Antonoff who, uh, who produced, I think, nine out of the 12 tracks. They worked with Justin Tranter, our buddy, Julia Michaels, like just everybody who's anybody came in this album and I love that it still sounds like the chicks but it's yes. just like modernized and like popified but it doesn't sound like they're completely out of their element and of course lyrically about the dissolution of this marriage like the details the details the details we always ask for songwriters give us specificity and mm. Natalie Maines gave us specificity it's so interesting because like you know sometimes like the lyrics don't necessarily fit into like a structured right. meter or like they don't you know have are they aren't like a perfect rhyme or something like that but because they feel so personal yes. it works like any like writer or composer or anything will just tell you you know what even if it, it could break all the rules and everything but if it works it works exactly and because it feels so personal to her and because you are hanging on to everything she's saying like it works it's like not ready to make nice yes like like the bridge is crazy in that song but it's what a song. That's why it works. Yes. And because you're just hanging on to every second and you're just like, God, I yes. Know. So I love her writing style. I like I, th- I think it's, she really, you can tell she really pours her heart and soul out into everything. And I, I, th- now that I'm thinking back, I remember you saying that Julia Michaels had a hand in writing Juliana Calm Down. Yes. But someone tweeted us today being like, Julia Michaels wrote like a couple of these yeah. songs. And I was n- not aware of, like, I completely forgot about that. Right. And I was just like, of course, of course, she, of she, course she had a Anytime there's like amazing music that comes out, Julia Michaels, Justin Tranter, and Jack Antonoff were somehow involved these years. And it's just Man, like amazing. How, how are all of their songs so good? They must have so much money. I know, right? Oh, they must have so much I money. I know, honestly. <laughs> so, I mean, I know we already had a video about it. I'm sorry. I, I just can't, like, I don't, it's really. Girl, up we also there. already had a video about Devos, too, but I brought that, that up. <laughs> I'm just, it's up there with Rina Sawayama and Dua Lipa and. You know, Chloe and Hallie. I just, I love it so much. I, I love, love how they're so much. like all complete, like the best albums yes. of the year are all completely different genres. Yes, absolutely. And so you can't even compare them. because it's just They're like, just, they're both, they're all different levels of amazing, different shades of amazing and. Different ages, honestly, different, different ethnic, like different ethnicities, yes. different races, different genres, different walks of life. Like the, it's incredible. For all the shit we will forever talk about the year 2020 gave us some good music. Yeah. You know, and we're only halfway through. I know. We haven't even gotten started on the MC30s. <laughs> uh, I know. When Slipping Away goes number one, like, that's it. There's, there's nothing it. else to live for because 2020 will be the year for music. And you want to know why? It's because it started out with Mariah Carey at number one. Hey. All I want for Christmas is yes. year. Yes. I imagine Mariah getting two number ones this year. I would just die. It'd be from songs from 1984 and 1986. It'd be the best. Oh, So guys, I guess that's it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you guys out there. Yeah. Thank you also for tuning into our uh, Instagram 
Instagram live. Yes, that was so much fun. So we might do another one of those sometime soon. Um, and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Palmer Music. And it's Matt Steele. And at Two Gay Mats for both of us, spelled T-W-O. And uh, we love you very much. We'll be back next week with another Two Gay Mats podcast. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.